Hello there, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to share a great new free resource that I have created for you. Well, for you and for everyone that follows me and everyone I know and interact with, that is set up to help you through the challenging holiday season. It is not always the easiest time to stay on point with your nutrition and your activity and your goals and all of those things during this season. So I have created Gourmet's Holiday Hangout. It is a Discord server that you can join through the link in the show notes, completely free, and it is a growing community of people who just want to be able to support each other and have that daily accountability. You can share your goals. You can share what you're working on. You can also talk about the challenges you're facing as we move through this holiday season. So check that out if you are interested. It is in the show notes. You know That's where all the links are, all the ways you can support the show. But this is a new one that I want to make sure you check out if you are interested in getting just a little boost of holiday support. It's there for you to use as you need. There's no requirements on you have to do X, Y, and Z every day. It's just there for you to participate, get to know some people, and find those extra levels of accountability you need as we move through the end of the year. So I'm excited to let you know about that. And now on to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. I am happy, it's, well, I'm Gourmet, you know that if you've been listening to the show before, if this is your first episode, welcome aboard, glad to have you here, and I'm excited to sit down and talk with another awesome guy who was excited to come on the show, so I'm really excited to talk to him, and I don't think I've mentioned this to him, but literally, it's, it's funny, all within like 24 hours of me being like, I want to reach out to him and invite him to come on the show. I had like three or four different people DM me and be like, you need to get this guy in the show. So hopefully some of those people that asked are listening to this already because he, he's a he's a guest in high demand, I guess. And his name's Mike. Mike, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we're getting to talk. Before we get started, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. So we were talking a little bit about Thanksgiving plans, but now we're getting to the, the real meat, the turkey of the day, I guess. I don't... It's that witty. I don't know if it is, but I'm saying it anyway. Um, I'm just excited to have you, man, ready to get to talking. So let's let's go there. Tell us, like, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Um, I've been pretty big my whole life. Um, I can't really not that I can't remember my childhood, but I don't remember ever being like really conscious of how big I was. I knew that I was bigger, taller than everyone else that I saw in school and, you know, other kids my age. But I guess it really, I would say seventh grade was the first year I was able to make the weight limit because there was no weight limit for playing football. And in seventh grade, I played football. I was 5'10", 250. And I was, you know, bigger than most of the players' dads, you know. And that's when I really, you know, seeing other people from different schools, you know, playing football, against them i was kind of like yeah i'm different i'm big and uh you know it really never really never bothered me too much because you know my family was always supportive of you know what i was doing and you know i'm not going to say you know they were proud that i weighed so much but you know they weren't really like you need to change or you don't look good or wow you're fat or anything like that the only time i ever got like real backlash for my weight was going to like my yearly checkups and I dreaded that because I, I remember just sitting there just in my underwear just being a little kid my chubby belly hanging down on my legs and I'm like all right this doctor's gonna come in and bash me for 15 minutes but then I got a year 
until I got to hear this again. <laughs> and uh, I remember them doing like, like getting all kinds of tests and stuff for me. I do. I remember going for like blood work and stuff like that for them to like be like, okay, you're this big and you have this problem. But thankfully, they never really found anything. So I just kept, you know, every year after my checkup, I would just be like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me again. I'm just big. And, you know, it got to the point where I just thought, you know, that's how I am. This is the way I'm built. Everyone's different, you know. And uh, I'm trying to think. Um, it, it didn't really, like, hit me as, like, a personal problem until I went for, once again, like, a yearly checkup. And I saw that I was three over 300 pounds for the first time. Because that seems to be like a weight, like people will say like, oh, I've never been 300 pounds or I'm never going to be 300 pounds. And uh, I just always kind of thought the same. I mean, I'm like, you know, it, you know, it always seemed to be like 300 pounds was like a negative thing. So as soon as I saw that I weighed over 300 pounds, I was like, uh, it's a problem. Well, which I think is a, so, normal, a normal reaction because there it's like th like yeah. I think you're right like not to segue for a second but like that number 300 pounds holds this like mythological place in our culture like you know because I even think like even when I was over 500 pounds and people would try to guess my weight it was always somewhere in the 300s because it's like once you're kind of in that range people like it's hard for someone who weighs like 180 pounds to conceive what 300 pounds is so there, like you're right. Like seeing that number is is a is one of those things that's like okay, that's that's the number that the only time people talk about that is like, can you believe that person weighed 300 pounds? Like not, hey, I'm 300 pounds today. Like, do you remember when that was? Like, where in the the timeline of your your growing up was that you saw that number? Um, it was uh sometime around like the beginning of high school because I remember the first time like I actually like I played football in seventh grade and I did not like it. You know, I just felt kind of, you know, odd playing with all these, you know, the, the kids were my age, but I just did not like, like making physical contact with these children whenever mm -hmm. I'm the size of a large man. Right. You know? you're, you're a linebacker size, like a, you're a, you're a college football linebacker size in seventh grade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty, 250 pounds like I didn't have a ton of muscle or anything you know I <laughs> I uh so I didn't play in eighth grade and then ninth grade I went back to play and I was the coaches just kind of told me like you know you're on the team everyone makes the team but you're too big to play you'd have to be faster you know they're you know you're playing with all these people now that have actually hit their growth spurt you know or you know or are, are bigger you know there's more people like your size and I was just too big and too slow. So I remember um, in 10th grade, my uncle kind of like, he's a, you know, he's real into fitness and stuff. You know, he goes, I think he's gone to the gym every day since, you know, before I was even born. And I'm going to be 30. I'm going to be 30 this year. So he kind of took me under his wing. We went to the gym. And uh, that was the first time I remember like actually losing weight and feeling like I earned it and I was enjoying myself and I didn't feel like I was being punished with like less food or 
food that wasn't as good or not being able to eat, you know, it was the first time I ever like paired physical activity with eating better. And it, you know, it felt, felt good. Did that for about two years. I got down to, I was probably around 300 pounds. I remember like early high school, there was like a time, you know, cause you're, when you're doing nothing about your weight, you don't want to get on the scale every single day. So I remember there was, you know, first seeing 300 pounds, then 308, then 315. And then I kind of just quit weighing myself. So I'd say around, I was around 315 when I started the gym with him. And by the time, like we were done going, I just had kind of had enough. I, uh, cause I was still in high school and stuff. It was kind of, you know, I just started working. I'm like, you know, I don't have time for the gym. I got to do all this stuff. I got down to about from like 300 to about 240. And for some reason, I always had like a goal of 225. So I got down to about 240. Thought I looked pretty good. And just quit going to the gym, quit eating, you know, better, less, I guess. And uh, gained all the weight back. And then I remember um, in like 2015, 2016, I, uh, I was watching like a lot of, I just had an, I just bought myself an iPad and I was watching like a lot of like early on fitness influencers. Like I remember watching a lot of uh, Mark Bell and stuff like that. I was just real, I was, I was always, you know, pretty obsessed with strength because I was, you know, always big always the strong, you know, strong. And, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get back into lifting, do like kind of like a modified power lifting thing. And, uh, I just remember like, as soon as I started going back to the gym, like all my strength that I had built like years before and then taken a few years off, um, <clears throat> it all came back real quick. I lost a lot of weight real fast. And, uh, that time I think I got down to about, 238 or something like that 235 238 um was able to fit in an extra large shirt and uh you know felt good again did that for a while and that's whenever i started um right around that time is whenever me and my dad actually started keto together because my parents are divorced i was living with my dad at the time because I never really got a chance to live with him when I was younger. He always had an apartment and stuff, but he got a house, so I moved in with him for a little while before I wanted to get out on my own. So we did keto together, and he was, you know, super supportive. Like, he was more into it than I was. Like, he, he uh, stuck to it. He, I started, whenever I started that with him, I was over 300 pounds again, and, uh, because all the like short little stints of lifting and exercising kind of just, you know, I always had like a goal weight and I just wanted to get there and then be right. like, okay, I'm done. So well, I, I gained it back again. Yeah. And I think it's hard when you're younger, like, and I'm sure there's mm -hmm. some people listening to this who are in their early twenties who are going to get mad at me for calling people in their early twenties younger. Um, but I'm 50, so I can do that. Um, I think it's, you're, you're at that point, you know, it, I, I think it's common, you know, in terms of the people I talk to on the show, even that it's more common to have goals that are related to like either completing something physically 
or hitting a goal weight when you're not really in that mindset of what's the overall big picture in terms of like the very rest of my life when I'm doing this. So it's easy, it's easy to see those cycles develop of like you hit the goal weight, but a lot of the other stuff that you eventually learned you need to work on, it wasn't worked on. So the weight comes mm-hmm. back. Yeah, exactly. He, um, we both doing keto, I lost a ton of weight. I don't even remember how much I lost. I think it was like 60 pounds. I mean, you know, something substantial, but he went from like 250 to 190. So he lost about 60 pounds as well. But, um, it just, uh, it it was hard because once I moved out of his house, he, uh, you know, he didn't feel like he had to, you know, keep shopping for the two of us. So he gained some weight back. I gained all my weight back. I was out, you know, living on my own and, uh, and I, I just, you know, life got in the way, gained all my weight back. And that's, you know, that from that time, right after I quit keto was right whenever I, you know, just started working on my highest weight ever, which was 342 pounds. Uh, it took it took some time. I mean, I was I, I got uh, I was about I was three forty two, and uh, I'd say early like twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty was whenever I was you know around that size, and I had uh, I I had just I fell on some ice. I live in Pittsburgh, so the winter is like nine months of the year, and then you get like three months of sunshine. So, um, yeah, I, I slipped on some ice. I ruptured my ACL, MCL, and PCL in my right leg, and uh, that was whenever I, like, because at, at the point whenever I fell, I guess I wasn't 342 yet because I, you know, just sat on the couch for eight weeks and just ate. Um, I would just give my girlfriend my card and say, okay, go get me this or that. And, you know, I just had food brought to me. I was constantly sitting on the couch because uh, being 350 pounds and trying to walk around with crutches is not easy. And I was living in an apartment at that time on the second floor, so I couldn't, like, get down the stairs. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, a, an injury like that is hard to come back from regardless of what you weigh, but at, at you know, pushing 350 pounds, you're, it's a, it's a different recovery process because there's just a lot that you're, becomes physically a lot harder to do. Yeah. And then whenever I went to, you know, okay, you can walk now. I mean, I, you know, I was just, you know, off of that leg, couldn't even put one ounce of pressure on my big toe. You know, it was off the ground, you know, losing muscle and stuff and then trying to walk around, you know, a 350 pound body. That was pretty, pretty rough. I just remember being so tired. I never like got like I watch my 600 pound life and I never like understood the way that like, like, obviously I see these people are bigger than me, but I never understood like, how can you walk and get tired? Because before that, you know, being 300 pounds, I was like. I can walk, I can play basketball, I can, I could run a little bit, you know, I never understood like how you could get tired walking. And it wasn't until like I started putting weight back on that leg that I 
understood like getting from the car to the front door of a grocery store was like a big win you know and i had to sit down and rest and uh i didn't like that so that was whenever i kind of decided um i would do something about it because i was like this would be i don't know how much easier because i haven't been you know under 300 pounds since before high school like, I don't know how much easier it would be, but I know this would be a lot easier if I didn't weigh this much. And knowing that that was kind of a turning point for you, were there, and having been, because this is one of the things I think is, you know, in, even important for us to talk about, but important for people to hear, like, I think on some levels, for a lot of us, that roller coaster of up and down becomes a part of life. And you hit a point where you're like, okay, I want, I really want to make change, like, what do you think mentally was, or at that point, was there anything mentally different in terms of, you know, you making that decision? Does that question make sense? Like, cause it sounds, it sounds like instead of just, I need to get to a goal weight, you know, there were starting to be other things involved, like seeing yourself not being able to get around as easy, you know, those different factors. Mm -hmm. Or do you think well, you started just so from that place of, okay, I know I need to lose weight. Um, I pretty much started just from, like, okay, I need to lose weight. I know that being smaller feels better. You know, there's definite positives to weighing less because I've done it before. But I guess I kind of thought of it in this way as like, you know, in case something like this happens again, I can't just, can't just delay the cycle of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I need to, like, stop that cycle. And I guess kind of like stay at a smaller weight just in case, you know, something bad would happen again. Because, I mean, it was, you know, not to be like over dramatic or anything, but I mean, it was kind of like, you know, traumatizing. Just suddenly being like, okay, you can't use your leg for eight weeks. I bet you planned on using that, you know, but you planned on going to work every day and, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, well, it's kinda... also, it's eight weeks off your leg, but it's also, you then had that experience of understanding what, how fast stamina changes. Yeah. You know, like how fast some things go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you Sorry, decide to, to no, it's okay. Um, so 342 pounds coming off of that injury, like what was, what did you do? You know, if that, you know, like what was your approach? Cause you, like you had said, you had done keto before. You know, when you try, mm -hmm. you know, had lost weight in other ways before. Like, what was your plan getting started? So, getting started, I should say, I mean, I guess it really doesn't <clears throat> matter, but like right after the injury, whenever I was able to walk and stuff, like I didn't, it wasn't like, okay, I'm able to walk, I need to do something right away. I did, you know, I had some times where I'd be like, okay, no one's home. I'm going to get down on the floor and do some push-ups, you know, just something to make me feel good or like go for a walk after I eat or something like that. <clears throat> but it wasn't like, I didn't want to, you know, tell anyone that like I was starting to lose weight or I had any interest because I didn't want like that unnecessary pressure on myself of being like, Oh, how's weight loss going or whatever. So I just kind of kept it to myself and then I just kind of gave up because I mean, you know, it gets hard, but then whenever no one else knows, that you're trying to lose weight, you know, I mean, I, I don't totally rely on it, but it feels good when people are like, 
oh yeah, I see you doing the push-ups, or I see you walking, or something like that, and to keep up the good work, you know. Um, so I, you know, took it slow for a little while. I don't know if I lost any weight at all. My scale at the house at the time couldn't even weigh anything over 300 pounds. So I um, took some time off, and then I just remember one morning I woke up, and I was like, all right, today's the day I'm going to change. I'm going to try to get 10,000 steps and just eat less. Like, Because it, it, any other time I tried to lose weight, it was like, all right, I'm going to wait until the perfect time when I'm ready, go out and buy the perfect food, and this is the beginning. But I just remember I had planned on coming home from work and having a like a frozen pepperoni pizza, just toss it in the oven, eat the whole thing. I'm like, you know what? Tonight I'm going to eat just half of that and then eat the rest tomorrow. So that's how I kind of like got started. I was just, you know, just kind of thought, you know, if you eat half of something instead of the whole thing, it's going to be less calories, less calories. Hopefully you lose weight. Cause I mean, at this point I had been like out of weight loss for quite some time. So I did that for a while, I guess until it kind of got hard to be like, all right, well, I just, you know, I'm still eating all this delicious, unhealthy, you know, I'm not like unhealthy foods, like stereotypical, like unhealthy foods, like pizza and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so I kind of, you know, after that kind of got hard, I was like, all right, I'm going to go food shopping with, you know, some purpose, get some lean protein sources, a little more vegetables, because I had, uh, at that point I had, I had started making, after like my first day of like losing weight, I, I was like, I'm going to make a TikTok account about this. And I went about a month of losing weight because I didn't want to start sharing anything with anyone. Because I'm like, you know, starting off with zero followers, I could post something. But like, if I do gain any followers, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to, you know, kind of watching you cheering you on so i uh was like all right i don't want to let anyone down just in case i don't end up doing this so i tried weight loss for about a month lost some weight and uh started posting tiktok videos i was right around i think my first weigh-in was 317 on there so i had lost some serious weight in the first month going from 342 to 317 and uh Started posting TikTok videos. My first video got like three likes or something. And then I remember I posted a recipe because at this point I was like, all right, I want to continue eating more, but less like higher calorie foods. So that's when I kind of started like my diet switched to like a, like a low calorie, high volume approach to eating. So I could still eat a lot, fill myself up and have like big heaping plates of food, but it's not. 2000 calories. So, um, I started that and I remember my first recipe that I showed, I, uh, I think it got like 700,000 views, like the second, the, the recipe video I posted. So I'm like, all right, well, this journey isn't just about me anymore. I can't let all these people down that are, you know, watching my cooking videos and stuff like that. And, uh, so they like, Everyone that, you know, supports me definitely helps a lot. Um, you know, I had the 
hold myself accountable, I guess, because I wasn't just doing this for myself, by myself. I had like people following along. So I'm like, all right, well, I can't give up now. And uh, yeah, I just um, continued doing that for a while. And uh, just like along the low calorie, high volume approach. And I got down to, I think it was 261 I got down to. So I get there and I just had a, I don't even remember what happened, but I had a day where I just kind of ate off schedule, like off routine. And I was like, you know what, this is just so much easier eating what's convenient, what's, you know, tastes good, stuff like that. And I kind of got away, away from weight loss at that point. I just kind of quit posting videos. I gained 15 pounds back really, really fast. And, uh, but I was still weighing myself periodically as I was gaining this 15 pounds. And I remember I got back up to like whatever 16 pounds or 15 pounds away from 261 is. So it was like 280 or something like that. I got up to like 280, 285. And, uh, I was like, I can't, you know, let all this progress just disappear once again like i've put in so much time and effort met so many great people through uh tiktok and stuff like i can't just can't just stop so i uh i i ended up just starting back and whenever i came back i was real into uh it's like you know i it, it, it i just always thought that like losing weight like, you just couldn't do it in, like, a vague way of just, like, counting calories. I always thought it had to be, like, keto or fasting or whatever. Like, you know, all the different, like, kind of diets and stuff. So I... Um, Something with a recognizable name. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I got back into it, I came back and I was, like, I was fasting a lot. I was doing, like, a keto carnivore-style diet. Um because I never really had a problem with, like, sweet food. It's always been, like, the savory stuff for me that I enjoy. So I don't, I was like, oh, you know, I can eat all this stuff that I enjoy and hopefully lose weight. And I did, um, just following, like, a keto, low-carb uh, diet. I got back down to 260 from 285, and I was, I, um, at that point, I just, you know, had gotten sick of the keto. I'm like, I've done it before. I'm like, I really like just counting my calories, counting my protein, and still losing weight, you know, eating just in like a like a higher volume way of eating because I, I really do enjoy like eating a lot of food. I don't know what it is, if it's emotional or if it's just something I'm familiar with or what it is, but I've always just enjoyed eating a lot of food. So I got back into that style of dieting just like, you know, lean protein sources, um, still limiting the carbs and stuff like that because, you know, I was, I was big. I was 260 pounds. I was trying to eat like, you know, 200, 250 grams of protein a day. There's not really too much room for air whenever you're only eating. Cause I was eating, I'm, I'm currently eating 2000 calories and just eating like a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, so 
I, I've been doing that. And, uh, but yeah, I was only eating, I was eating 2000 calories at the time, trying to get a pound or a gram per pound of body weight of protein. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. I, um, cause with the, like just vague, like low calorie, high volume, I was eating a lot of like vegetables and like cauliflower rice and stuff like that. Just foods to fill me up. But it wasn't until I started really like prioritizing protein that I realized that like you could eat still a lot of food and actually feel full for a long time. Um, as opposed to like a whole bunch of vegetables and just like, you know, six, eight ounces of chicken or ground beef or whatever like that. So, um, and yeah, that's what I'm doing right now currently. So I went from 260 and my current weight is 222. Just like prioritizing protein and counting my calories. And that takes me to present day. Okay, time for a quick break in the forum action for me to tell you about a new sponsor for the show. Performance Gains is a nutrition company founded by my friend and frequent podcast guest, Jonathan Shane, a.k.a. The Keto Wrote. John wants to show you that every person can perform at their best, not just athletes. His products contain real food ingredients that are shown to bring real results. Performance Gains currently has two products that are part of my own daily routine, including their Energized Reds Mixed and the recently restocked True Endurance Pre-Workout. Each one is hand-formulated by John to maximize their impact on your activity and performance. Reds is a hydration energy booster with electrolytes and superfruit antioxidants supporting real recovery, an important part of working out. True Endurance is a caffeine-free pre-workout, which means you can use it at any time of day. It has ketones for fuel, and it's going to get those workouts banging for you. Or even if you just have a heavy day of physical labor at home and you need that boost, True Endurance is there for you. So use the link in the show notes so they know that you heard about it here on the show and use code GOURMET to save 5% off your order of either product or both of them right now. You won't be disappointed. Now let's get back to the show. Sorry, I feel like I've been yapping a lot. No, it's okay. And uh, don't worry, I'm taking mental notes on there's a couple things in there that I think will be good for us to talk about. But I think it's it's good for people to hear, you know, how your journey has evolved. And obviously, if they're, you know, and we'll, we'll get, you know, get in, I, I do also want to talk about the social media side of things eventually, but, you know, if people following along are going to see that evolution, but I think a couple things, like first, one of the things that's big that I want to go back to is like, cause I think you experienced something that's very similar to something that I experienced in 2017 when I had just got, you know, like my 800th attempt at any kind of weight loss and you know, it was my real first time going keto was February 2017. And towards the middle of 2017, towards the end of that summer, I went off the rails for a month and came back, you know, to my way, like kind of reached that point where I was like, I, I just don't feel good doing this. And I came back. And that was the first time in my life that I came back to getting on track with my health in any time period under a year, year and a half, at the least, like, and I think that's, you know, something to look at in there is like, we can hear your journey of knowing that you had those experiences losing weight, but put the weight back on and then it would be in a couple of years trying again. And like, so knowing that you had that period where you, you had a couple months in, went off, but came back to it, I think is important for people to hear that there's, that can change and evolve. Like on some levels, like, it's not like, it's not great that you're, you're on like a continual weight loss, weight gain roller coaster. But it's that idea that we, along the way, are learning things every time, whether we're conscious of it or not. And 
you know, building those motivation factors and those things that come back into play. And we start thinking less about it just being about what we're eating and more about some kind of bigger picture for us. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting too, like, cause I, you know, talking about your TikTok experience, you know, getting started and having some things blow up and then having a lot of great interactions and having that being a motivating force. Like there's, there's pluses and minuses to social media that we all know. And, but I do think that if a person can, you know, kind of keep their head about them, especially when getting started, that idea of that social accountability can be a really powerful factor when you don't have that accountability in other areas. Like you don't have that system built up in other places. So knowing that, you know, you're committed, you know, whether it's committing to doing something or just people are following along and asking questions, like that could be a great starting, you know, a force to kind of get things going and also help when, you know, because we all know that motivation wanes, that fire inside of us. You know, we have those days where it's there a hundred percent. It's great. And we have those other days where it's like, you just don't want it. Like you said, you want it to be easier. You want it to be more convenient. You want tastes that you've been missing or food you've been missing or things along those lines. And that side can take over. And when you have that bit of, you know, that kind of sense of, mm, but I try to be accountable to people and support people. And can I still do that and do this? And how does that come into play? And wait a minute, you know, I want to stay in that place of being accountable to other people. There's, there's something that can be powerful there in a way that is positive. Cause I think it's often, we spend a lot of time talking about the negatives of social media, but there are some positive things there. And it's not that, you know, in the end that you're losing weight for those people, but it was a part of your experience. You know, it was something, it w- and it was something that had helped. And so it's like when you step away from it, you know, coming back to it can be a thing that helps again. Is that making any sense yeah. or am I rambling now? Oh, no, no, no. That makes total sense. Like two things from that is I would just say that like whenever I kind of went off the rails a little bit, whenever I'd gotten down to like 260 and I was still making TikTok videos, but I'd kind of stopped because I'm like, you know, I don't want to these people to see like, okay, I'm eating all this tonight. I'm not losing weight anymore. You know, it kind of just defeats the whole purpose of like having a weight loss account. But just like from my own personal perspective, I was like, I need to get back on track because not only was I gaining weight, but while I was, you know, gaining that weight, I was still like making changes that I had made to lose the weight in the first place. Like I'd be food shopping and I'd be like, all right, well, this keto friendly bread is 35 calories a slice as opposed to 110 for just the normal bread. I'm like, why not just always get the keto or or like the, you know, keto, low carb, whatever friendly bread. And it was after, you know, food shopping week after week, thinking I'm buying whatever I want. But really, I was like stuck to those. I really just stuck to those easy, like lifestyle changes of like, okay, I can cut calories here, cut calories there, because it's not necessary to eat, you know, normal bread, you know, every single day. I mean, not saying you can't, but like for me, I was like, you know, I'm just, so it was like, it was at that point I saw like the lifestyle change side of things where i was like okay this is so easy just you know getting a leaner ground beef if you're gonna have tacos or the carb smart tortillas if you're gonna have tacos just you know just small changes like that um really made me think that like i could get back on track and really change my lifestyle and um like as far as like tiktok goes it was really 
like, because it's hard, you know, trying to work on yourself, go to the gym, lose weight, prepare your meals, work a full-time job. Um, it's hard, you know, sharing everything. And that's what I always tried to do, not just share like, okay, look at this. I've got a, I, I have a bicep vein now, or I did this, or I ate this and it was only 500 calories or, you know, I never tried to share all the good. I just tried to share like my experience, like as I was losing weight in real time. And I think that's like, what's, you know, helped with like my social media the most has been like, just never trying to sell anyone an idea or like, a belief or a supplement or anything. It was just like what I'm doing, what I'm trying, and this is how I'm doing it. Um, I don't feel like I'd ever be in the position to be like, all right, well, I'm Coach Mike now, you know? Like, this is how you lose weight. I just, it just comes natural, just kind of showing everything that I'm doing, not, you know, trying to tell anyone what to do if that makes sense. No, it definitely does because I think that's what people relate to and I think that's that's the hard thing because you see, and I know you see this being in not just TikTok but Instagram and you know and other social media platforms, like you see people trying really hard to quote-unquote hit, you know, like trend, doing trends and things along those lines and, you know, on some levels I feel happy that it seems like a lot of like, I'm, I'm sure it's still out there but I feel like it's not become as prominent, you know, like dancing and everyone doing the same exact format post where the same music plays and they put po everyone points and things appear on the screen. Um, you know, we've moved away from some of that because the algorithm doesn't really play with those things anymore. But I think it, it does come back down to even like where social media started was people feeling like they're making, you know, and yes, I'll also say like, sometimes we feel like we make an authentic real connection with someone and we don't even really know that person. And it's not <laughs> as real as it feels sometimes. And that could be something we have to get over. But it is about, you know, sh you know, and I think that's one of the things that draws people to you is like, it's not just, I'm going to share a recipe and a win. Like it's, I'm sharing my, I'm really sharing my journey. This is everything I'm going through. Like there's, there's hills, valleys, there's, there's stop signs, left turns, right turns. There's all these things that go on and uh, bringing people into that allows them to see that they can do the same thing. And I think one of the, and, and that kind of overlays into like one of the things I started to talk about and, and you wrapped around to, and what you were just saying is that idea that you got to a point where you realized that you were not just making changes because I'm following a certain way of eating or I'm doing a certain, you know, ticking X, Y, and Z box. It's, can I make these changes that allow it to allow me to feel like I'm, I'm just sustaining the lifestyle that I'm living and still moving forward towards my goals. And that's, and, that, and for some people, that does mean ending up in a space. For me, it was keto. Like, that's the space where I found freedom and found a lot of different things in my life. And it's a lot, you know, I see it as something sustainable for me in my life. For other people, it's not. And it's, you have to realize that at the end of the day, it's, it's an individual thing. And people have to be willing to do what you did. You know, and that's find your way through all of the noise to find the things that work for you. And, you know, and, and it sounds like one of the things that, you know, I heard you saying in the examples you were given, like talking about adapting the different foods and focusing on protein is like, I was willing to make, to try these different pieces and then see what made me feel the best and gave me the best results. Like not just what gave me the fastest weight loss, but what actually allowed me to feel like, even though I'm still working towards, you know, fitness and weight loss as a goal, 
I'm still, I'm living life every day and making choices that I can feel good about and that I can sustain and aren't things that I feel like, okay, you know, because I think sometimes people, whatever way of eating or whatever tool they're using, they get into it and they're like, okay, I just have to do this. I just, I don't like doing this, but I just have to do it till I get to this, you know, till the scale says this number and then I'll figure out what comes next. But I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to white knuckle through every day till I get there. And that's Mm -hmm. no way to live life. Like, no, it's not. Because time keeps moving no matter what we're doing. You know, life keeps mm-hmm. going on. All the stressors in life, all the different things that are happening, personally, professionally, all of that, none of that takes a break when we're, we're trying to make these changes. So finding a way to make healthy, sustainable changes that doesn't have to, what am I, how am I trying to phrase this? Doesn't have to feel like you're dragging a boulder around with you every day. Like, Oh, now I got to do this. Okay. Oh, now I got to do that. Like, and we all, and I know there's someone out there who's like, yeah, I love what I'm doing nine times, you know, 99 days out of a hundred. And there's one day that I don't feel great. So what am I doing wrong? It's like, you're not doing anything wrong. There are days where, you know, there, there are just days you hit where I just don't feel like doing this. And some days that some, some of those days you do it anyway. And some of those days you don't, but the next day you're back at it. Like, that's what I think finding a sustainable way of life is about. It's about percentages overall, not about each choice, you know, ruins me or each choice makes me a success. It's about all of those choices adding up. It's about all the meals you have throughout a month, not just, you know, because I'm sure you, you know, know this from personal experience and from people you interact with, you know, someone has that off plan day, you know, the one that you talked about that took you off for a while. And I think we go off for a while because we have so much weight on every day, no pun intended, that you go off your plan for one day and it's like, well, I've completely screwed up and this wasn't working and this didn't work and I can't do this. You know, it's that part of us that's waiting to fail. And it's when you take that waiting to fail out of the equation that you find out that, yeah, you can have a day where you have something that is quote unquote, not ideal. You're okay. You didn't die. All the weight didn't come back on overnight you can still keep moving forward. Yeah. I just, that's, um, I totally forget what I was going to say. That's, uh, I, I think it was like, yeah, I, I can definitely say that's what's helped me the most of like making a lifestyle out of it. Like, Oh, it's someone's birthday. We're going out for dinner. I don't have to be like, all right, give me grilled chicken breast, lettuce dressing on the side, you know, like not, not saying there's anything wrong with that. But just like having normal meals, I guess, you know, like I I just try to make them fit in my day the best I can. If I go over on calories, then I went over on calories. But, you know, if I'm good every other day that week, you know, it's just kind of like just I guess for weight loss success. Like, yeah, the one thing that helped me the most was making it like a lifestyle. And it sounds like. Silly. I feel like it sounds silly for me to be like 340 pounds being like, oh, this is how I eat now. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. But like whenever, you know, I continue losing weight and, you know, I'm like, I actually have made a lifestyle out of this. Like I've been doing it consistently for about a year so far. And uh, just, yeah, small changes over time have helped me a ton. Like I said, I started out with half of a frozen pizza and a 10 minute walk after I ate dinner. Like that was day number one. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't really even good. You know, like I think I went to bed hungry 
you know, my legs hurt from walking the next day, but like, I just, yeah, I just kept going and I was just adding things that worked, taking things out that didn't. And, uh, I don't even know if that goes along the lines with like no. what you were talking about. I just, no, it really does. It I does. Just, Cause what do you, what do you think in that? Like, because that also goes back to a question I asked a while ago. Like I think circles us back to it in some ways, like what you're doing now is, is different than, you know, what you had done in previous weight loss attempts, like in terms of the mindfulness you've built and that consciousness around the choices you're making and willingness to kind of really be in touch with how you're feeling as you're going through this. Like, what do you think allowed you to make that kind of change this time? Um, well, even whenever I, whenever I started losing weight at like 342 and just being like disgusted with myself, whenever I started there, I just remember the beginning getting from like 340 to the 260. I was just, I was going to the gym like five days a week, taking the weekend off. But I was going to the gym five days a week doing like one muscle or one body part a day, 20 sets for that body part. But I was only eating like a thousand to twelve hundred calories a day, hardly any fat at all. And I just felt terrible. But the number was going down on the scale. So I was like, all right, well, this is what I, I have to do. And um, it really was whenever I kind of just sat down and started writing out like because 1200 calories is pretty easy to add up to. You have a meal or two and it's like, okay, that's 1200 calories. So I just add it up as I go. But like just recently since I've come back from, cause you know, that was hard. I mean, I can't, if, if I'm doing something that I can't see myself doing for, I mean, some people get like a little extreme. Like if you can't see yourself doing this in 10 years, like don't do it. It's not a good way but i mean you know i kind of i just like trying new things and if i don't like it at first like i didn't like the uh weightlifting going to the gym at first whenever i was only eating like a thousand calories a day because it hurts i never recovered i always felt just like terrible so um so i didn't give up on that i did for a little bit and then whenever I started like losing the weight again, I got back down to 260 and I was on my way to uh, 222 that I am now. Um, just really just writing down everything that I eat in a day, like just adding up my calories, not getting too crazy, just calories and protein and really seeing like how much I can eat and seeing like how different things I eat like affect my performance in the gym and stuff like that. It doesn't always hurt to work out and I actually recover and I'm not, you know, I'm not just totally sore and just wrecked after every single workout. Um, just getting smarter with everything has really just made it like more of a sustainable way of weight loss that I can see myself doing for, you know, a long time. Which is important so, because this is, you, like you said, you're a little over a year in, like it, it's not like you're, it's not like that you're heading, heading to a point where you're quote unquote done. You know, it's, it's, you're not trying to get the scale to read zero. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's not like your perspective isn't that you're doing what you're doing right now until the scale t gives you a certain number. And then you can just yep. stop caring about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I do have like, it is kind of, you know, 
looming in the background. I, I do have, I don't want to be under, uh, I want to get to 200 pounds and just be done there. So it is kind of scary, like having a, you know, like a finish line, like a hypothetical finish line, like somewhere in the near future. Um, but just seeing it, like how I was able to like, you know, just seeing like how much I can eat a day and like, you know, eating the protein and stuff and actually feeling good at, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll be able to eat a little bit more. And like, if I gain a pound, it's not the end of the world. I can just eat a little less, you know, just tr to kind of, because I want to, you know, get down to about 200 pounds and give my body like some real time to experience being 200 pounds. Because I think the last time I was 200 pounds was probably sixth grade. Right. So, and, uh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say that's really important. And I think people miss mm -hmm. that. Like it, one, they miss the idea. One, I think for some reason we don't talk about enough, especially in the health, fitness, weight loss space about maintaining when you hit a goal, like, and if you look at the, every overweight person on this planet that has ever tried to lose weight and put the weight back on maintenance is way harder than losing weight. It's way harder. Like you, because this, and this, and this is where some people aren't going to like me saying this, like it's because you have the scale motivating weight loss at times, like, and the, the size of clothing you're wearing changing and your ability to move. And when you hit that place where all of that feels really good and all of that's in line and those, and yes, it is the idea that it's uh, okay. My motivation now is to keep those numbers there. That's way harder than something where you're going to actually see, a, you know, a dial move even slightly. So it is something that it, it's important to think about before you get there. It's important to understand, you know, those things that are going to be important to you. And what are the things you need to focus on then? And, you know, I also encourage every person to understand that if, if having goals what are the things that helps you lose weight? Having goals are going to be the thing that help you keep it off. Like clearly defined goals when you're at that place. But it is, it's intimidating, especially one, like you said, you're getting to a weight where you haven't been since you were a child. And so you're in a whole new place, a place that you haven't learned to live before. So that idea of giving yourself time to learn to live there, I think is really important. No, I was just going to say like, uh, yeah, it was something, because, you know, I mean, 200 pounds, that wasn't always my goal. I kind of started with just, like, no goal. But whenever it was, whenever I got down to 250, 240, 230, I was like, all right, I'm going to get to 225. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm under 225 right now. And I'm just not, you know, happy. Because, you know, that's what a lot of people say. Like, you know, I've lost this weight. I had this goal weight. And I'm still not happy with the way I look. I can definitely say that. Like, I got like some loose skin and stuff and you can't totally control where you're losing body fat from whenever you're losing body fat. So, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take it to like 200 pounds. That's going to be my new goal. It kind of just keeps me going. If I need to dip under a little bit, I will. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm scared and excited for the maintain phase. Cause I can go, uh, I, uh, you know, it's just going to be a change, I guess. I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound too scary, but you know, after putting in so much work, like being to a point where, okay, well, I'm going to eat more and intentionally not lose weight. It's something that's been 
so foreign for like the past year. You know, I can't even really, I feel like, you know, I might have a harder time maintaining the weight. Like it might be easier for me to just like keep losing weight than it is to maintain. But, you know. Which is one reason to see it as a good challenge. Honestly, like, I think that's something people don't think about. Like, see it as a challenge. It's not just I'm here and I'm done. It's, it's a challenge. And, and as much as, you know, and this is like, uh, you know, me on the outside listening to what you're talking about. Like, I think the other thing to think about is that while there will be a lot of, you know, while there, well, it can feel like there's going to be a lot of change involved. Most of what you're doing and building now are the things you're going to keep doing, you know, that, you know, your physical activity, your approach to food, your mindfulness around food, you know, it may end up being more food and you may change the number of times you weigh yourself and you may look to be like, okay, these are the factors that I want to be tracking now or, you know, paying attention to now, I guess is a better word. Um, But it's understanding like, that's why it's so important to build a lifestyle that you feel like you can, you can continue for the rest of your life because it is like, in a lot of ways, like weight loss is like, What's I want to make this metaphor work and not have not have it really sound stupid, Um, but it's like you know picking up sand, you know, and that sand is falling from your hand, and like so you got to keep picking the sand up to try to have a handful of sand, like it's falling between your fingers, like weight loss success can become very just like that sand falling if you're not paying attention to it, like if you're not paying being intentional about that sand staying in your hand, it can go away. And that doesn't mean, and I think some people hear that sometimes and they think that means, so I, I'm, I know I'm working so hard and I feel like I'm beating myself up to try to lose this weight and I have to work hard and beat myself up for the rest of my life. And it's like, some of the work is going to be hard for the rest of your life and you have to be okay with that because these are all things that we all weren't doing before, you know, things that other, other people are doing on a daily basis. We've now started doing so that we have to get to the place where they become consistent habits and second nature. You know, like you talked about with even your shopping choices as you started, your way of eating was evolving. Like there were still just things that, okay, I'm doing this because I know doing this makes more sense. And it didn't have to become this. It's not this hard weighted, no pun intended again, decision that it's just the decision that you make. And you know that that's the decision you make, you know, and so those things start to become second nature. And it's not about becoming quote unquote comfortable per se. But it's about allowing things to actually allowing the life that you're building to be the life that carries you forward. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely say like I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm far from comfortable. I'm just more like I'm just very mindful of what I do every single day and I'm just you know, I'm totally fine with that. I mean some days are harder than others, but like um like I don't know. It, yeah, I guess, I guess that was all I was going to say. It's just like, you know, just, you know, I'm just more mindful of everything I do each day and that's, you know, not all easy. You know, sometimes coming home from 11 hour day at work, cooking my meal, eating my cold dinner that I prepared the night before and going to the gym, like, isn't the ideal day, but it's been like, you know, I wake up in the morning feeling like the same every single day. I don't feel, I don't have those days where I'm like, oh, I ate too much last night or I drank too much last night or anything like that. It's just, you know, kind of just like takes the guesswork out of life. Like I know I'm going to wake up, I'm going to feel healthy. I'm going to be able to fit in my clothes. You know, it's, um, 
that's been a big thing with weight loss too. Like I'm looking, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording about how I have a storage unit and I'm slowly moving all that stuff into my house. And I found like 25 t-shirts from like 2016, back whenever I had lost weight before that I fit into. And I just figured I'll never fit into these again, but just kept them. And I found all these, these shirts that, you know, just fit me normal now. And that's been, that was a huge motivator whenever I first started, um, like, cause I, I was, before I started losing weight, I was in like a three to four X t-shirt and I was wearing like size 46 to 48 pants. And like, it's just been fun being able to like challenge myself. Like, you know, if I'm having a hard time or I don't want to go to the gym, I'm like, uh, you know, like I, it's, it feels good being able to fit in like normal clothes, I guess like that. I'd say like clothing has been like a huge motivator, just being able to like go to any store and be like, okay, that's an extra large t-shirt. Now I fit in that. Like it, it's, I always have to constantly remind myself, but yeah, I'd say, you know, just, you know, off topic, off track, but I just turned and looked at the pile of clothes on my floor and I'm like, you know, I'm excited to wear these. I'm not nervous, like how I'm going to look in these clothes. And, uh, that was a big thing that it took me a long time to realize was like paying attention to like the non-scale victories, like being able to fit into a specific shirt or a size of pants um, or something like that. Because for so long, like I would, you know, whenever I was really not starving myself, I mean, I was 300 plus pounds. I wasn't going to starve if I only ate a thousand calories in a day, but like, you know, not giving my body what it needed. Um, that was, um, <coughs> oh, sorry. A little sneeze there. Um, now I totally forget what I was saying. I was trying to hold that sneeze in. No, you were talking but, about um, non-scale victories and, in, in, you know, close fitting and, and being able to be mindful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd say I never like, like, uh, set aside like a pair of pants or a t-shirt and was like, all right, it's my goal to get in this because I wasn't, you know, after losing like so much weight and just seeing my body change to a point where it was like, you know, I don't even remember ever seeing myself like this really. Um, I really had no clue what size shirt I'd be wearing at the end or what size pants or anything. But um, just one thing that helped me the most was like, yeah, like I said, the non-scale victories getting away from, putting so much emphasis on the scale in the morning every single day. Like, cause whenever you're new to it, it's like, or at least me, I just, I guess I'm kind of like a numbers guy, you know, like I would just put so much pressure on that number I saw in the morning, not paying and just being like, okay, this is what I weigh now. This is my new weight. I'm barely going to be able to fit in my clothes today. Cause I would, you know, I, I had no real understanding of like, if you eat, too much salt or not enough salt or drink enough water or not too, too much water, or not enough water, you know, just, there's so many factors like things that affect you different ways. And just like, I was putting too much like importance on the scale. I mean, it is important, I guess, to a point, but, um, uh, 
No, well, it matters. Yeah, this, there, there are times in our lives it, where the scale matters. matters. <laughs> well, especially, like, one of the things to talk about is just to circle back around to the 300 number. Like, I think especially, you know, it's one of the things that I've seen as a common experience here on this this show with a lot of the guys that I've spoken to that were north of, of 300. Like, seeing that 3 become a 2 is a big thing. Like... It's it is a barrier. It's a it's almost like it was a mental barrier until you get past it. And so there are times where the scale matters. Like if you know, I've had guests on the show that started at six hundred pounds. When you're six hundred pounds, yes, it can be great to be like I'm doing all of these things to make these positive lifestyle changes. But if the scale is not moving, that matters. You know, like it's like okay, I'm in a danger zone. The scale matters. Or I, you know, like you're saying, I'm getting tired walking the scale matters because seeing that number move means, you know, every pound we lose is, you know, four pounds of pressure off of our knees. Like there are times where that, that metric can be a motivator, but it's when you allow it to be the only motivator and the only metric that you're looking at that that's when you get frustrated because especially like, you know, for anyone out there who is just getting started, you see the scale move a lot when you first get started. And then for, depending on the person, it can be two weeks in, it can be two months in, it can be a year in, the scale doesn't move the way you want it to move every time you get on it. And if you let that dictate your mood and your action, then you're going to run into a lot of trouble. So it's putting that in its place as data, like you said. Like putting it that way, I think, is always really important. Seeing the scale as a, as a data point, but not the only mm-hmm. data point. Yeah, that's what, sorry, like I said, sorry for just like, I know the whole point of a podcast is to talk, but sorry for just like, jumping off into so many like random things i'm just trying to think of like everything that has helped me along the way or like every thought process that made things harder or every like way of eating that made things easier i'm just trying to like you know just because i I don't you know i i see people like on a daily basis and they'll tell me oh how much do you weigh now you look great or wow you know have you been going to the gym you know, but I never really like get much of a chance to like talk in depth about my weight loss other than like, you know, on TikTok and stuff, but I don't sit down for like an hour and talk about it and say like, all right, this really helped me a lot mentally or whatever. And just, yeah, I remember just thinking, or I just definitely wanted to say that like, whenever I quit letting the scale dictate like my mood for the day was whenever I feel like I one with weight loss i guess like that that helped a ton but it is very important like the scale is very important like i I could never see a time where i'm like okay i'm not gonna get weighed for this amount of time because i like to i just like to know whether it's up two pounds or down two pounds or it's been the same for a week and a half you know i just know then like what i need to change what i need to do based on my goals And are there people out there, you know, and that's the thing is like, in every time someone shares a story on this show, are there other people that have had a different experience or end up with a different relationship with food and the scale and all those things? Of course there are, you know, we're all different people. So are there people out there that have lost a significant amount of weight and then get to a point where they feel like they never have to get on the scale again and they just don't? Sure. Great. And I'm happy for those people. But for many people, and this is okay. Having some kind of, even when you're at quote unquote goal weight, checking in on that number every so often can be a good thing, especially if you're someone who's prone to that roller coaster, especially as, you know, as you're just moving into that place and, you know, you're getting into that maintenance place and it may become less important as time goes on. 
But again, that goes back to that idea of time going on. So, <coughs> excuse me, if it takes you two years to, you know, two years, three years, five years, 10 years to lose the weight, it may take you two years, three years, five years, 10 years to master that, keeping it off and understanding that that's okay. And at different points, different factors matter. And it's the more we're okay with all of those things and we're less like, well, I saw this person doing this and they didn't have to do this anymore. This person did that. You know, the more you're comparing yourself to other people, that comparison game just sets us up for failure. Like it, it, if, uh, if finding your personal path was important to lose weight, finding your personal path to keep it off is just as important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, talking about, you know, is there anything you've been thinking about that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet today? Um, I know I'm not supposed to say no, but I feel like I've, I just about rambled off everything that, yeah, you know, scale's important, but it's not. Um, it's finding a way of eating that, you know, works for you and is sustainable, um, starting slow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just, I don't know. Sometimes I just like think back to, you know, losing the weight. I'm like, I had no clue what I was doing 90% of the time. <laughs> but I got there and I'm doing an okay job of, you know, continuing to lose the weight with changes and stuff along the way. But yeah, just just thinking back of just like how how much of that, time period where I was losing the weight, like I just had no clue what I was doing and just trying to learn as I went. It's kind of scary. I'm like, I have no clue how I got here, but I'm glad I did. Well, you, you live on, you live on the East coast. So like we talked about earlier, you get, you get those winters, you get snow. So I'll use a metaphor that fits in with that. It's like sledding down a big hill. Like while we're sledding down that big hill, there are a lot of little things we're doing to make sure that we don't smack into trees and go flying off jumps and, you know, flipping the sled over and all of those things. But when you get to the bottom and you survived it, it's not like you immediately are like, okay, so these are all the exact things I did to get down here. It's more, that was wild. And how did I do that? Like, it's, I think that's a normal feeling. I think it's a normal feeling to kind of come through the experience, but that's part of what these discussions are about, you know? And it, it's also part of what you do, you know, with what you share on TikTok and on Instagram. Like, it's, what are those lessons that I learned along the way? What is the thing that's on my mind today? You know, what do I need to focus on? And being willing to share those experiences with other people is also a powerful part of that because not every person can do that. You know, it, it, it does take a lot to be able to do it, you know, not just time-wise, because yes, there's time involved with, with content creation, but also just that having that mental bandwidth to be able to say, you know, okay, I know this is, this is something that I feel like it's important for other people to hear or, just, I'm going to get into that place of, uh, you know, I'm sharing what I'm doing today and whatever that is, good, bad, or ugly, people are going to hear about it. Like, and there are people that benefit from that. And there are people that that content's not for, like, that's what this is all about. But, you know, there's, there's something there as well. Like that ability, having that fortitude to be able to do that, I think is, is something to see as another thing that's been a part of this journey that you're on. So one of the things I do want to do is like, if people do want to connect with you and follow along with what you're doing, and also if they're out there looking for those, you know, recipes that are focusing on, you know, putting a great focus on protein and, and keeping the calories lower, like you, you put out a lot of content like that, man. Like where is the best places yeah. for people to find you? Um, Instagram, TikTok, And, uh, I mean, I just, I just repost all my videos on YouTube as well, but it's just jiggly 
J-I-G-G-L-Y dot Mike. Uh, just on everything, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I think it's just like Jiggly Mike on YouTube. But yeah. And is that is that from much. being a are you a Pokemon fan or did that just come yeah. up and pop into your head? Yeah, I'm a Pokemon fan. Okay. Because you, uh, Jigglypuff is your icon in a lot of places, so it's yeah. And I'm not a big Pokemon person, but I can recognize that. So, like, mm-hmm. I figured I'd ask that question. Well, man, yeah, I will make sure that all of that information is in the show notes today too, so people can reach out or just follow along, you know, and and see what you're doing. Because I think after hearing you talk today, there are going to be people that you know might not be following you yet that want to you know check in and see what see what's happening as you do head into that place of maintenance and see what happens and also realize you know when you get to that place and you're working on it you can always come back and we can talk some more about what that experience is like because i'm sure knowing the what you've had to share about what you've already been through i'm sure you'll have insights to share on that experience as well that'll be worthwhile for people but mike i end i end every show with the same five questions i call the fat guy five are you ready for your run through those questions Yes. Okay, so question number one, man. Tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Chris Farley. There we go. I feel like at some point I'm going to take Chris Farley off the table and make, <laughs> make, you know, make people pick another one. I won't, but I say I, I think like every six or six to tw- six to twelve months, I say that on the show. Uh, but uh, I, I, I can I can switch it if that's everyone's answer. It's a big uh, one. I also, I also like, um, what's his name? I, I like him so much. I don't remember his name. Uh, the husband from Roseanne. I also like uh, John Goodman. I want to say Dan. John Goodman. Mm-hmm. I, want, I was going to say Dan Connor. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I like John Goodman. He's someone. He's someone that I don't think a lot of people have realized has, has been on and has been maintaining a, a weight loss journey of his own. So he's a good answer to that one, man. Question number two, Mike. Tell us something about yourself that you love. Um, oh boy. I don't, I don't know. I, I enjoy that. I'm, I'm very thankful and happy and I love my beard because it has served me as a excellent double chin blocker since mm. I was in eighth grade. And I'm very thankful, um, you know, getting out in the world and seeing people that aren't able to grow beards. You know, I'm very thankful. I always had that to block my double chin and at least help me think that I still look somewhat skinny, even if I'm 350 pounds. I really enjoy that. Well, there you go. The power of the beard, man. The power of the beard. Question number three. Mike, tell us, what in, in everything that you have worked on, you've come through and you've learned, what do you think has been the most important new habit that you've built? Prioritizing protein. Mm. I think, you know... For some reasons, that still on some levels gets demonized by people, and people don't realize that, one, our bodies need it, but also satiation. Like, protein is such a major key in satiation, so I think that's a a good one to talk about. Question number four, man. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, and weight loss related? Um, Oh, wow. Everything's just been so focused on health, fitness, and weight loss, I was going to say, I don't even know. Well, that's why I asked the question. As a not-so-subtle reminder to, to everyone listening and the people on the show, that 
having goals, you know, having things that we want to do in life that don't relate to this to, is is important as well. Yeah, I I mean, um, I guess just I mean it's kind of health and weight loss related, but it's kind of not. Um, kind of like branch out, quit being such a a hermit that's only focused on one thing, and actually, you know, live the life of you know balance and like sustainability not just okay this is the easiest diet method mm-hmm. i found you know it's working great just be like you know be able to hang out with friends and um i'm sitting here in my game room right now my friend that i work with asked me to play uh fallout 76 with them every single night and i always say oh yeah yeah after the gym and i never make it on you know just do some more like enjoyable things mm-hmm. um you know that well- would I guess people would do in a normal life that aren't trying to lose weight. <laughs> and I can also think of something that's not so enjoyable that we've, we've talked about a couple times today that I would throw on there for you. Get, get your storage unit emptied. Yeah. Get my storage unit emptied. That's, that's going to be, I pass it every day on my way to work. Um, it's like two, two seconds away. It's right across the street from my work. So every mm-hmm. lunch break is going to be, I'm going to go on my lunch break, go empty some stuff out. And uh, just take one carload home every day. I think I have like four days worth of stuff to pack up, but I, I'm going to do that. There you go. There you go. See, I'm, I'm nudging you. I'm nudging you in that direction. I'm nudging you in that, in that direction. <laughs> and last official question for you on the main show today, man. Tell us if you could go back and talk to yourself on, on day one of this journey of yours, you know, 342 pounds coming off that injury. What is one message you'd want to give to yourself? I don't know. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to keep saying like prioritize protein, but I'll tell you what. Like it was something so like life changing about actually feeling full and not eating over my calories every single day. Um, doing that and. You should definitely start the gym sooner than later because that's something that I have been, it's like a challenge that I look forward to every single day now and just to think in the beginning that like, I guess I would tell myself it's okay to be overweight and in the gym. That does happen from time to time. You don't have to, there's no prerequisites for the gym. Um, you're okay. No one's probably looking at you. Um, Everyone has their headphones on, focused on what they're doing. Just go in the gym and don't be so worried about what other people think. Because actually being able to see like your body change, not just like with it looking smaller in some places, but to be actually be able to see like a vein in your bicep or like an actual bicep, not just your arms the same size all the way up and down. You know, um, yeah, definitely get in the gym sooner. There you go. Well, Mike, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. And yes, we're going to continue on the Patreon after show. But if most of these people listening aren't in that Patreon, and is this me guilting them into saying you should join the Patreon? Yes, I am. But not you, Mike, them, the people listening, the ones listening who listen to the show every week. Join the Patreon. You're missing out. But also, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on the show and sharing your time today. I've really appreciated this conversation, man. Thank you so much for having me. I was very not... Uh, just anxious and excited to get talking all day because like I said it's it, there's not 
many times I get to talk mm-hmm. about my weight loss in detail with someone that actually cares or wants to hear the story. I mean, you can only tell the people you work with how many calories you're eating in a day or how right. much protein you've had <laughs> so many times. They don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, Understood. Yeah, it's just very, I hope I didn't ramble too much, but I just had a lot to say. I've been listening to the podcast a lot over the past, your podcast a lot for like the, over the past week since you reached out and uh, trying to prepare the best I could with as much as I wanted to like meaningful stuff to say as possible. Well, I think you did a fantastic job, man. And like I said, I appreciate you coming on. And all of Mike's contact information will be in the show notes of this episode. So go on, follow him, you know, on those different platforms. And as always, if you want to follow me or connect with me, you know, you can find me at Gourmet Goes Keto on Instagram, Gourmet Goes Keto on X. You can go email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And I probably have mentioned this already in the pre-show, but if you haven't yet, We're in the thick of the holiday season. Thanksgiving just passed. And I have a group of people, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hearty group already. We are working on accountability and support together. No, every person is working with different ways of eating and different plans and all of that. But the commonality is there that they have, they want to stay on track through the holidays and through the end of the year and get 2024 started. And that is the Gourmet's Hangout. Gourmet's Holiday Hangout on Discord. The link for that will also be in the show notes today. It is completely free, and I hope that you will consider jumping in there. No high pressure to do anything when you're in there. Just take part in the conversations that will be helpful for you. So know that that's a resource that is out there. If you're one of those people who came through Thanksgiving and you're like, whoa, the rest of this holiday season is going to be challenging, just know that that's out there for you, everyone. And then, my friends, thank you so much for listening, as always. Go out there today and do something to amaze yourself because you're the most amazing people that I know. Then catch us here on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.